Hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Penguin Zone. In tonight's episode, we are going to be taking a look at space. We're going to be taking a look specifically at how big space really is, finds out in space, and why exploring space is beneficial. So, without any further ado, let's begin. Or, let's get right in. Let's begin tonight's episode. So, how big space really is? Well, folks, as an interesting thing, how big space really is. Just let me repeat that for you folks. How big space really is. Yeah, let's think I'm going to be honest folks, I'm trying to act like I'm not typing this. So I tried to say it to you whilst recording it off Google, but so far I've got OBEX space really is and make space really as, even though I went how big i went between how and big and it somehow got make how do you get that well let me try again let's see what we get third time's a charm folks or third time lucky how big space really is oh wow look at that the time when i'm not trying to slip it through it's like shut up google shut up nobody cares i meant to read that you don't own the podcast i do fact rather Spotify owns the podcast more than you. Anyways So like I meant to say folks according to the BBC it says the observable sorry folks the observable universe is of course much larger. According to current thinking it is about ninety three billion light years in diameter. Now, we take a look at second Google again. How long is a light year? One light year is equal to nine point four six one times ten to the fifteen meters. What's a light year got to do with meters? I don't... Oh yeah, how long is a light year? Now, if you're right, yours right. S- Oh no, I didn't mean that. I meant it's in time. No, I'm confused, folks. Generally, I know I'm about to go on about space, but I ain't no expert in this. I just. I'm a, I'm a fraud, right? I'll admit it here and then. I'm a fraud. Well, at least I can admit it, because some people can't admit when they're a fraud. Yes, how many days equal a light year? Thank you. A second. Okay, Google. How many Earth days is a light year? How many? How many st? No. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Right, 365.25 Earth days. So, if we go to our calculator here, right? 
So go to there, right? And I think it said what, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> so there it says there's 365.25 Earth days, right? If that is correct. So we'll do that. Then we'll do that. Fact divided, but wait. I'll say I can act in stupid or not. Second. 93 billion years. I'm trying to see if I'm doing this right, folks. Um, oh my god, I'm still doing awfully. Wait, what I'm going to do is, so it said 93 billion, correct? Yes, it did. Great, now they've wasted five minutes. Anyways, so. So 93 billion divided by the 365.25 Earth days that one light year is worth. And that means... That I have wasted five minutes and a half now and don't even know what where I'm going with this. Nearly had a voice crack. Um and I'm not gonna delete this now and start over. No no no, I'm not gonna do that. I've already done that. So that's the second time. So we're not gonna screw up. We're just gonna go here, right? So cool. That's how far it is, or how big it really is in diameter. Although, just, that's from observable. But what about unobservable, right? Like, it's practically... Wouldn't that be practically impossible to calculate? And also, we're taking about the... Taking a look at the universe. But there could be parallel universes beyond our universe. But we just don't truly know it yet. We don't know that yet. We've not been able to get that far. In fact, we've not even left the Milky Way yet, have we? We've not even made it to Jupiter or Saturn yet, or near there. Or at least, I'm pretty sure we haven't. So we've obviously not got out of our universe or anywhere near there. So, that's from observable point of view. But what about unobservable? Kind of hard to calculate. And this section and the people also ask section one of the questions is is the space infin uh, infinite sorry and according to astronomy.com it's they say the observable universe is still huge but it has limits that's because we know the universe isn't infinitely old we know the big bang occurred some 13.8 billion years ago that means that light has had only 13.8 billion years to travel. Okay. I generally don't know how, like, scientists were able to calculate how long ago the Earth went back to then. But, I mean, okay, I mean, it seems quite impossible. I do want to refer back to something, though. You say that uh, those books are old and things like uh, anything could have been written in them but they would have had to calculate before people were even there 
wasn't that similar to Swell, but oh well. Who am I to judge? Right, who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's around 13.8 billion years, apparently. Does space have a... Sm- I'm sorry, folks. I know this isn't a part of any of our subtopics, but I generally want to know why someone's asked, does space have a smell? Generally, I'm going to be completely honest here, folks. Hey, never since I have been on this earth, not even since I've been in my mother's womb, have I once asked or thought to myself, does space have a smell? Not once. It's the first time I've ever seen that question. I'm actually interested. Okay, what the hell? I feel like giving up right now. You have eight pound in credit. Oh, that's cool. Let me get the organ. As it turns out, space actually does have a distinct odour. Alright. Astronauts returning from space claim that their suits smell, in a word, burnt. Fair enough, I guess. It smells like something that's burnt. The lingering scent of space is acrid, or acrid, I'm going to call it acrid, and metallic. Reminding the astronauts of charred meat or welding fumes. Mm. Um, seems good. Oh. I mean, at least it doesn't smell, you know, like gods generally just let one rip out and then it just smells like that forever. At least it doesn't smell like that, but still, you've smelled like burnt things before, right? It does still smell bad, though. Oh, honestly. Damn. Imagine the person having to clean their space. God, I feel bad for them. Also, probably, there's probably a lot of sweat within those... Like, this might be a stupid question, but I wonder, would you sweat in space? Like, some things do change in your body when you're out with Earth, when you're out in space. Certain things they can do to your body out of the atmosphere. Certain things out in, I guess, maybe those temperatures, humidities, things like that. Anyways, but still, I wonder how sweating process works. If it still works, or if it's even worse, or if it's just the same. Who knows? How big is space versus Earth? Very big. Oh, that might actually be where I was trying to get to. Might as well put that in then. According to futurism.com, it has an estimated 350 billion large galaxies, like the Milky Way. It houses about 30 billion trillion stars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is 30, 000, stars. Jeez, I lost my breath there. Lost even more my breath there than when I'm trying to rap him. <laughs> Jesus, man. 
watch the video on the channel. Anyways, so the Earth is about 3.5 million times larger than a human. Honestly, I would expect it to be bigger than that, but I will. The solar system is about... Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, anyways, the solar system is about 36 billion times larger than Earth. 3.6 times by... Is that 10 times by 10? 3.6 times by 10 times by 10. Alright, what's that in there? I don't know what that means, but anyways. Let's see. It's interesting now. Things out in space. Let's take a look at planets, folks. Cool. Right. <laughs> so, planets out in space. According to space.com, <sighs> solar system oh. starting nearest the sun and working outward is the following: Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and then the possible planet nine. You mean Pluto? You could just say the possible dwarf planet Pluto. Anyways, folks, Pluto used to count fully as a planet, but they're not really counting it now because it's more of a dwarf planet, I guess, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. Yeah, I will say, though, um, astronomy is quite interesting, actually, find out about space. It's pretty cool. Some of it's a bit scary just to think that. Maybe one day a black hole might come around and just suck us all up. <laughs> or we might get knocked out of the solar system, become a rogue planet. But, for anyone starting to worry, no need to because that is a very, 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 very low chance. Maybe even very or lower. Don't know why I said very or lower. Don't ask me. But anyways, that's in the solar system. Our solar system. I'm going to look up instead of saying it. Because apparently Google does not understand me. Even though I wasn't going on Scottish and everything. I literally went... Planets out in space. I made my voice clear for them and they still couldn't understand me. Anyways, planets out with our solar system. Exoplanets are planets beyond our solar system. Thousands have been discovered in the past two decades. Okay, cool. Mostly with NASA's Kepler Space Telescope. These worlds come in a huge variety of sizes and orbits. Astronomers announced in August 2016 that they might have found such a planet orbiting Proxima Centauri. Okay, folks, and that is according to space.com. Kepler-7b, Kepler-5b, Kepler-8b, Kepler-6b... I'm sorry, right, but why does this sound like iPhone names? The iPhone 5S, and now, the all-new planets. 
Kepler 7S. Like, I'm sorry. You're naming a planet like Apple is naming a phone. What are you doing? It was a bit better when it was Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, possibly Pluto. Those were good. And then you just go to Kepler-7b. And I'm pretty sure there's ones where it's just cold. Is that meant to be her name? <laughs> so then we go to Jupiter. And, right, great. And then it's back to the user, usual. Kepler-9b, Kepler-9c, Kepler... That's not negative. Oh, right. No, well, you don't, wouldn't say Kepler dash 9b, you can't say. Anyways, Kepler 4b, Kepler 9d, Kepler 10b, and then there's Earth. And then we've got Kepler 11b, Kepler 11c, Kepler 11d, Kepler 11e, Kepler 11f, and then Kepler 11g. Do we have any even weirder ones? Also, <laughs> like, it's just... Haha, uh-huh, maybe it's called outside joke. From the Natural History Museum, alright. <laughs> There's a lot of Kepler planets. Did we not discover any of our current planets through that Kepler telescope, or was it another one? So I kind of want to visit the Kepler telescope and take a look for it. It would be cool. I guess it would be a cool experience. You could say, "Hey, I've been in the the I've been looking through the telescope that's discovered thousands of planets." That would, I guess that would be pretty cool. Great, I'm not getting the names of any of them. The ultimate engineered solar system. God damn, it's a lot of planets, and they're very close. NASA drops an insane map of 4,000 planets outside our solar system. So, planets are pretty confusing, folks. Now, I think I already mentioned this in an episode. Um, what was it again? What was the name of the episode? I'm sorry, folks, but I don't even remember my own episode names. Um, Penguinic takes a look at... Actually, you know what would be easier if I just actually went onto my account on Anchor? I'll just end up finding this Caesar. Right. Dash up episodes. Right. So takes a look at existence and that one. Penguinic takes a look at existence. We discovered the possibility well I called it terrestrial life. I should have called it extra terrestrial life out with our planet, or in outer space, right? And, you know, like, you may have seen the movie E.T. or heard of E.T., which stands for extraterrestrial, he's an alien, he's extraterrestrial life. And that's basically where, I, that's basically where that came from. They called E.T. E.T. because of what extraterrestrial means. I'm not saying that the word extraterrestrial came from the movie E.T., I'm saying that the name of that movie came from the word extraterrestrial. That's where they got that idea from. And no, it's not called it, and if you call it that, even if you're a kid... Just be smart, I guess, because I didn't even call it that as a kid. I still called it E.T. Like, as... I've got to honestly watch some 
I've got to watch that again. That was a classic. Anyways, see, I discovered about the, sorry, discussed the possibility of like extraterrestrial life things like that. So now a second. Let's try this Google microphone thing again, even though it's going to really annoy me. Extraterrestrial life in space. Oh my God. Botanist real life in space. Wow, that sounds a lot like extraterrestrial. I'm going to sound very posh here, folks. Sorry about this. Extraterrestrial. Are you kidding me? I sounded like I had a speaking problem there, and this they understood me. Do they all have speaking problems at Google or something? I need to go extraterrestrial. Sounded like I was about to pull out some pure Dracula stuff. Ah, extraterrestrial life. Wait, I'm sorry. What? I guess I'll do it. Extraterrestrial life in outer space. Oh my god, they understood me. Extraterrestrial life is hypothetical life which may occur outside of Earth and which did not originate on Earth. Such life might range from simple prokaryotes. Cheers for leaving me the hard stuff, Google. From simple prokaryotes prokaryotes to intelligent beings and even sapient beings possibly bringing forth civilizations which might be far more advanced than humanity and even though they have said no it can't be possible that they're more advanced than us they would have or some even say it can't be possible they would have discovered us already which isn't true because I think I even said this. They could have discovered us already, but they're too scared of us. Or they might be planning on attacking, but they're just waiting for the right moment. Or, like you said, space is massive. So they could even be just one tiny step ahead of us. And that's why they've not been able to get all the way out here. So... It can still be possible, extraterrestrial life. You've not proved it impossible yet. It's a possibility. It's theory. Plus, didn't they find a tiny bit of, like, plant life or something on Mars? Or some form of life? Maybe a cell or something on Mars? Yeah. I heard that, and that was from NASA. I was just thinking, great, so there is high possibility now. There's terrestrial, terrestrial life. Sorry, folks extraterrestrial life beyond earth that's very cool or in outer space so right now we're going to be taking a look at why exploring space is beneficial this time i'm gonna i'm gonna say what i see but i'm also gonna try and put some of it into mode words because this just seems like a copy over episode anyways why exploring space is beneficial I have to talk like that so you can NASA, human space Great. exploration helps to address fundamental questions about our place in the universe and the history of our solar system. Through addressing the challenges related to human space exploration, we expand technology, create new industries, and help to foster a peaceful connection with other nations. I can't believe that I actually have to talk like that though to like get them to hear me. Like going space is beneficial, right? So, 
Sorry, is this Russian or something? I sounded like I was Russian at the end there, though. Beneficial or something. Beneficial. I had to go tough on it, but I had to be like... I sounded stupid. I generally think there's some guy sitting behind the Google screen just ha- screen, sorry, or women just having a good laugh and only letting me speak. Only aren't gonna un- they're only gonna pull up search results if I make myself sound stupid and they're just having a good laugh behind there. Honestly the thought of it's annoying, but well According to Extreme Tech, there are five reasons why space sorry folks. Space exploration is more important than ever. Well, one, new technologies and research, like it said. It says that humans did not evolve to go into space, but we go there anyway. That has led to the development of various technologies that feed back into the economy and improve our lives on Earth. Without space programmes, we wouldn't have GPS, accurate weather prediction, solar cells, or the ultraviolet filters and sunglasses and cameras. It's very interesting, and there's also medical research happening in space, as of now apparently, that could cure many diseases and prolong the human lives. And of these experiments, or these specific experiments, right, apparently they cannot be completed on Earth. So it says that space exploration, exploration could save your life. So that's very good. Now, it says apparently that asteroids and comets don't care about us. So yeah, you don't have to worry now. Speaking of saving lives, space exploration, sorry, could save all our lives. We've already said that's fine. Our solar system has calmed down a lot since the early eons. But there are still uncountable big asteroids and comets out there that could smack into the planet and really ruin your day, even ruin your life. But anyways, <laughs> just a bit more than ruin your day. Ah, you know, the asteroid, I mean, you know, it's going to crash into Earth. And, you know, it, it may, you know, just blow up the Earth or kill us all on it. It, it may knock us out our solar system and turn it into a rogue planet, but all it's going to do is just... It's not going to ruin your life. It'll ruin... Maybe your day. It might ruin your day. You know, death. Death might ruin your day. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah, it'll certainly ruin my day. And once again, it'll ruin my life. It's death. But... On you go again. <laughs> it's at Al. It's happened several times in the past. Each one caused a mass extinction. I'm assuming you've heard of the dinosaurs, folks. If you've not, you're an idiot. Sorry to break it to you, you should have figured that out ages ago. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. It says here that... Well, basically... Oh no, sorry. I was saying about the fact that you know what happened with the dinosaurs. An asteroid hit the Earth and killed them all. Which was a mass extinction. It killed them all. Mass means big, like very big. An extinction, when something goes extinct, it goes out of existence practically. It stops existing. That life form ends. And that would be if we all died. And you know you've heard of animals going extinct. Like 
pandas, things like that, like tigers even, and gorillas, they're very close to going extinct, which is terrible. Some of the species we know the best, and not just that, there's other species as well, but we've still got to care about them though, honestly. Because there's many that have gone extinct already. So, this is not a sponsor or nothing, folks. This is just a shout-out to probably my favourite charity. <laughs> Sorry, folks, I'll stop that. Anyways, so what I recommend you doing, if you want to donate some money or something, then please go to WWF. It would be UK. If you're listening in the US, I'm pretty sure they have a WWF US, and I think they have other ones in multiple other countries. So if you're listening, then please donate to your WWF site. Please donate there, or if you want to instead adopt an animal, you can do that as well. It's just, it's not that much a month. You get to choose between £3, £5 and £10, I'm pretty sure. And you get updates on your animal, a wee fun magazine find for, or a wee fun booklet find for your child, or maybe you even want a couple of activities just to pass the time, especially concerning the current situation you'll be in. You'll be inside for a long time, so you might want that. You know, something to look at, I guess. Yeah, fact files and things like that. You'll get that, at, like, a few, a couple, maybe a few times a year. It's a few months in the year where you'll get that. So that's very good. So you can do that or you can buy from them or you can find out ways to help out and help save the earth, save our, save the planet, save our animals, things like that. Or like I said, you can also shop from them. Something I'm actually thinking about doing very soon with my money. I'm going to donate £25 towards WWF because I do really care about the cause, I care about their research and I think what they're doing is very, very much important and I hope you do as well. So if you want to then please go ahead. Now continue. Colonisation is the ultimate backup. There are currently more than 7 billion humans, which is a lot. However, we're all crammed together on this one planet, that is true. Even though, like, say folks, you may feel like, oh, I've got plenty of space. Look, when I walk about, the town's practically dead. There's no one there. But see, that could still be you just being selfish, because if you think about it, think about things like the slums on Earth. Things like places in Kenya, things like that. Have you seen those places? They're terrible. They're all crammed together. They've got all these diseases that they're not protected from crappy houses they have to do the toilet and get it in a bag and then they just throw it over they've got to just throw it somewhere and hope for the best they've got dirty water which can easily kill them off faster and barely any food and they're all crammed together as well so you may have a lot of space but they don't so try and think about them as well now if something happened to earth our species could be wiped out for example the aforementioned asteroid impact. Colonising other bodies in the solar system is a way to create a backup of humanity that will survive no matter what happens to Earth. Maybe future humans will be Martians who will never set foot on Earth. So there's the possibility of us moving planet, or some of us moving planet to create more civilization. That's why I've taken more of a look at Mars now, to see how it is. 
space mining could save the world. As we developed new technologies on Earth, the strain on our natural resources continues to increase. The extraction of valuable minerals has led to a host of problems, including environmental damage and human exploitation. But there's a wealth of precious materials in space. Startups like Planetary Resources want to mine asteroids instead of Earth, which would mean an effectively unlimited supply of raw materials that are rare on Earth. So that's very beneficial towards us. We're mining, but we're not hiding in our own planet. We're getting stuff from out with the planet. Not only that, but it's rare things that can't be found on Earth or they're very rare to find on Earth. Ah, there's a picture of good old SpaceX. Speaking of SpaceX, um, the entrepreneur, founder of SpaceX and Tesla, Elon Musk, I, I might have said it before in maybe my last podcast, but anyways... He recently passed Jeff Bezos as the richest man on earth, or just in general, the richest person on earth. He's obviously a billionaire and he's very smart. So, someone said he went from being bullied in school to being the richest man on the planet. Can you imagine that though? Imagine his billions now, imagine how mad they are. At that point, I'm sorry, but it is true. You you probably wouldn't want to keep living now at this point when you see that the one that you used to take the mick out of and things like is now the richest person in the world. Like, that would just be awkward. I don't know. No, fair enough to him. But underneath the picture it says, we are explorers. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. There are more practical reasons for space exploration, but one of the principal reasons we must continue is that we're explorers. You know that, folks. We're explorers. We like to explore. We don't like to... Well, okay, a lot of us tend to not like to just sit there and not get anything new. We like to... You like to go on holidays, right? You like to see new things. That's called exploring. Or finding out new ways to do a certain activity or carry out a certain task. That's called exploring. You're exploring new ways, new possibilities. We are explorers. That's humans. We're explorers. That's why human num- humans number in the billions. From our earliest upright steps, we've endeavoured to learn more about the world around us. And this allowed us to build civilization. Exploring space is an opportunity not only to discover new worlds and build advanced technologies but to work together toward a larger goal irrespective of nationality, race or gender. If we stop exploring, we stop being human. That's true, I guess. Oh, so that's five already. One, two, three, four, five. Sorry, folks, I was barely paying attention, even though I did come up with some stuff here. But yeah, space exploration is very beneficial. Sorry, folks, if this seemed quickly thrown in or crammed together, but it was. Um, that's all I can say. It certainly was. But, hey, we went on for about 36 minutes. I'm not going to take up to that with all my crap talk, you know, just keep talking, Nicholas. Oh, yeah, we'll carry it up to 36 minutes. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. I'm not that much of a... You know what, bag. But anyways, I've done it practically now. So thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a good night. I have been your host, Nicholas. 
and thank you all. Good bye.